Welcome. Welcome to the Scale with Simplicity podcast. I'm your host, Aja Van Zika, and I'm here to teach you how to use simple and sustainable business operation strategies and CEO leadership skills to create the next level success and sovereignty you desire, all while keeping your sanity. So if you're ready to scale to your next level, then dive into the episodes. Hello, 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 everybody. Okay, so I was listening to someone at my son's school the other day. And she was talking about, you know, masks and COVID and she was all over it and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I understand the sentiment. Lots of people feel that way. But I couldn't help but wonder if her core values and principles were in alignment with the the values and the vision of the school district. Now, what she said wasn't like all, you know, like, oh, my gosh, it's like ridiculous what she's talking about. It just was like a like my antennas kind of went up and just and just made me think about if what she's saying is a good thing for these kids to hear, you know. So and that's why today I want to help you figure out how to come up with your mission, your vision and your principles so that you're not having people in your business, on your team, that may not be in alignment with what it is that you stand for and what you're trying to accomplish. It's so very, very important. And I know that what I'm talking about right now, right now in regards to that experience, it may have been very, very small, but because this is such an important part of your growth and your scaling is the, the the team members that you have. I just had to just bring this up and just share with you that experience. So your mission, your vision, and your principles, one of the things that I see in the coaching space and this online space is that this is not something that is taught very widely. And the reason why is because it is kind of like corporate speak, you know, like, oh, my gosh, mission. What is the mission of the company? You know, (laughs) like all of that is like it's like when we hear it, we think "Mm, corporate. And most of us are running from corporate in this online space. So we don't want to bring any of those thoughts into us growing our business and, and having the type of freedom that we now are wanting to have. And that's like the whole reason that we decided to become business owners, but it's the exact opposite though. The, the mission, the vision, and the principles are part of what give you freedom. They are part of what gives you clarity for scaling and being able to create simple strategies that are hugely sustainable and that allow you to have the confidence to walk into scaling with your head up, your shoulders back, your chest out and not even the slightest thoughts of shiny object syndrome or even imposter syndrome, like all of those things, they don't come into play as heavily as they do if you do not have a mission, vision and principles set up. So let's talk about it. How do you come up with them and like why the who's the how's the when, what, where, why, who and how. Right. So. 
we're going to start with your vision because you are the CEO. So right now, as I just said, you are the CEO. What came up for you with that? What came up for you with that thought? Because we're so busy right now being in the in the, the the solopreneur space that we really haven't had the the opportunity to move into our CEO-ness, our CEO-ship. And it's important that you really start to think about your business in the concept of being the CEO and not the solopreneur. So your vision, your vision is all you. There is no company, there's no business without the vision. So you as the visionary, you are the one who is supposed to 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 propagate the vision for the business. And so I want you to start to really think about that today. How will things be for you in five to ten years? What do you want to have accomplished? What do you want to be known for? So you go out five, ten years from now, or sometimes people even go out 30 years. But go out as far as your brain can 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 allow you to and start to think about what does your business look like? And alongside of that, then you get to also think about what your life looks like. So I know it can be a little bit daunting to really think about five, ten years from now. A lot of times people, we can't even see like what's happening in three months, what's happening in six months. A year is a long time from now. Things can change. And that is the truth. But for the majority of who we are, the vision that we have, it kind of stays along the same lines. Maybe there are a couple of changes at the 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 beginning of the vision and the end of the vision and even in the middle but the 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 pulse of the vision pretty much remains the same because it's just who you are right so here's what i want you to think about i want you to think about extraordinary goals and i want you to give yourself the time and the space to allow yourself to think in extraordinary goals, like big, the BHAGs, the big hairy goals, right? I want you to give yourself the space for that because truly we as women, we have not been taught that it's okay for us to have the the big desires and to want really, really big things and to have extraordinary thoughts because, well, we're not supposed to create ripples in the water, Right. And so we've not been given the opportunity to train our brain to think that way. And I want you to start today with allowing yourself this time and the space to think big. But what's going to happen is your brain is going to be like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? This is crazy. We can't do that. No, no, no. And I want you to lovingly caress your brain and give it a nice big hug and a pacifier and say, oh, we're fine. We're okay. Right now in this very moment, we're okay. We are fine. And we're going to continue to think big because in order to create a different result, you have to think in a different way. It all starts there with thinking. And 
squeeze it and love it your brain and tell it it's okay and do all of the things that it needs to to have happen in order for it to be okay in the very moment. And the truth is, is that you'll probably have to do that 15 million times a day (laughs) is to reassure it that it's okay. We're fine. We're all right. We're not dying. We're okay. And that's okay that you have to do that. It's just a, a process of getting your brain on board with what's getting ready to happen. And it should rightfully be scared because its responsibility is to keep you alive. And when you start having all the feelings and all the thoughts and and all the things that your brain is not used to, then it's going to kick back. It's going to push back. And we can thank it very much for doing its job. But I want you to keep on reeling it back in to let it know that everything's okay so that you can keep on thinking so that you can grab your notebook and your paper and you can write out all the things that have come up in your mind and all of the things that feel really wonderful just for you to think about it, but also feel a little bit scary. Oh my gosh, who's going to do all this? I remember when I first came up with my big, big hairy vision, it was like, who wrote that down? Like looking around, like where's the ghost here? Because I didn't write any of that down. Reading it back to myself, out loud (laughs) was like somebody else wrote this like this can't possibly be my dream this can't possibly be my vision but it was and yours will be the same so as a CEO you have three jobs your vision is one of them the culture of the company is the other one and then the last one is the growth of the company so right now with the the mission, vision, and principles, this is fitting into the vision aspect. You are responsible for creating the vision for the business. And then everyone else is there to help you get the results of creating that vision. Now, that doesn't mean that because right now you're writing it out in five years that things won't change. It could change. You may actually accomplish that goal, which I'm pretty sure you will. I have faith in you. You may actually accomplish that goal and then your next mission, or I'm sorry, your next vision, I should say, for the business becomes something different. Let's just say, let's think about in money terms. Let's just say your vision for the business is to uh, make a 100K using uh, your trauma healing skills to help women with their childhood trauma. And let's just say in a year, because it's possible to make 100K in a year, that you accomplish that goal. So then maybe the vision then becomes, oh, I want to make 500K. And not only do I want to help women heal their childhood trauma, but I want them to heal from the racial trauma as well. So then that becomes the vision like you get to change it. But you can see that kind of like the core pulse of the that particular vision would be like the healing aspects of women. So the modality and the way things are um, the way that you do that, they may change the amount of money that you want to make 
doing it may change or the way that you want to be the example of what healing looks like. It can change depending upon uh, you accomplishing a goal and maybe you learn some new tactics and strategies and all of that. So you get to to know that just because your vision is what you're making it right now doesn't mean that it won't change. There's lots of situations that will warrant your vision changing. So I want you to think about that. Now, here's your exercise. Go grab a paper, pen or notebook or whatever, go sit someplace and allow yourself to just expand and write all of the things that come to your brain without judgment. Don't try to hold it back. Don't don't let your brain tell you no, no, no. Just write it all out. And what you can then begin to do after you've allowed yourself the space for that exercise is then you can start to kind of put it in a little bit of cohesiveness. It's like, oh, yeah, I really, really like to do this and I like to do this in three years. And, and well, no, that's not so important to me. So I'm going to take that out. And I'm going to move this around like you get to do that. And then you have a vision. And this vision is so very important because it is what you're going to be using to make all of your decisions by. Should I move to Texas? Well, why would you do that if your vision is to move to Florida? You're going to ping pong around? No, that is your decision making process forming right there. Well, I'm not going to go move to Texas. That's taking me out of the direction of moving to Florida. So if I'm if I live in New York and I want to move to Florida, I'm probably not going to move to Texas. Maybe I'll move to South Carolina. (laughs) You know. It's kind of that's kind of a far fetched like example, but you understand what I'm saying. It allows you to see exactly what it is that you are you are wanting to do. So if you have a vision to be the go to person for um, wallpaper, because I'm looking at this hideous wallpaper that I put up. (laughs) If you want to be the go to person for uh, for wallpaper, then that is going to be what's going to drive the actions that you take, the decisions that you make, the things you put into place. You're probably not going to start a garden or not for sale anyway. That's not going to be part of your business if your business is all about wallpaper. So you can understand how when you are creating, when you've got this vision, it really does help you to start pushing away the shiny object things. Now, that doesn't mean that they won't be there, but they You can start to understand how having a vision is going to help you say no to the things you need to say no to and yes to the things that you will that will be helping you to get where you want to get to. The next thing that is going to be very, very important for you is that that mission. And this is even more important uh, in regards to helping you with decision making, because when you have a mission, um, your mission is to support the vision. So you've got the vision. It's who you it's your future idea of where you want to be, go and do. And then your mission is the the how it's it's what you're going to use to get to that. So your mission When you understand it, that it's your how, it's what you're going to be using to get to that vision, then it also very much will keep you out of imposter syndrome. That's like your your backup. Your vision is your first knocking out imposter syndrome and shiny object syndrome. And then your mission is is your backup. It's your number two for knocking out that shiny object and that imposter syndrome and all of that kind of stuff. It is going to really, really help you. So again, let's use the example of you wanting to be the go-to leader for wallpaper. 
And how you want to do that is by creating boho designed uh, wallpaper that has a very simple and easy, um, what is it, pillable, restickable, whatever it's called. I think you know what I'm talking about. And you want it, you want it to be so easy for them to get and put up that like that's what your that's how that's that's your how and you're gonna and you're gonna do this by making videos you're gonna show them you're gonna have a YouTube channel and you're gonna show them all of the things on the YouTube channel you're gonna have an awesome delivery system because your delivery system is all about ease and flow and you want the people to actually be able to put the wallpaper up because right now in the industry there's so many different challenges for putting up wallpaper that you want to make it easy for them. So your how is all of the YouTube channeling and it's all of the the delivery of the product. So when something comes along and they're like, hey, do you want to add some flowers to that, to your wallpaper business? And you're like, wait a minute. I want to be the go-to person for wallpaper. That doesn't mean that the flowers can't be added in, but not right now. Not right now. <laughs> and that's just a, actually a little bit of a hint and a tip for scaling. Not right now is always the best word <laughs> when it comes to scaling. It's nope, nope, not right now. Later, later, later. Let's look at our strategic mapping and let's see when that later is, but not right now. And so you, if you've got this mission, your mission is to, is to sell the, the wallpaper through the YouTube channels with awesome delivery and they get it in two days, whatever the case is, right? So now when you see, hey, do you want to get on TikTok and sell flowers? No, I don't. I want to stay on YouTube and sell my, my wallpaper. So you're going to come up with your mission by understanding how you want to get there. Like, I'll give you an example for myself. So my mission, I'm sorry, my vision is to be the example of success and sovereignty using simple and sustainable strategic business growth strategies and leadership instruction by making $1 million within one year. Maybe not this year, but one year, uh, a year. You know, I'm looking at 2026 maybe. About that. And so that's my, 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 my vision kind of with my mission kind of mixed in. Now, my how of that you can hear in there. And because what I said was I'm going to be using simple and sustainable strategic business growth strategies and leadership instruction. That's my how. That's my how I'm going to, let's just say my vision is to be the example of success and sovereignty. And then the how I'm going to do that is to use simple and sustainable strategic business growth strategies and leadership instruction. So what that looks like for me is I'm not going to go out and be on 10 different platforms all at once because that's not simple. Right. And I'm not going to have 15,000 different offers because that's not simple. That is not <laughs> Simple is not sustainable. It's not a very accurate business growth for someone who wants to be example of what that looks like. So you can see right now that just from that example, that it puts me in the the pathway of knowing what exactly to say yes and no to 
and without like problems. It's like, oh, I've got to say no to that. I'm so sad. No, I'm very happy. I get to say no to that because that doesn't fit into the scope of anything that I'm trying to do over here. But yes, over there does. And I'm definitely going to consider that. And I'm going to consider that over there in my business, according to my strategic mapping, like that's what I do as a strategic business consultant is I help you with that mapping of, hey, this is what we want. We're wanting to do. We're wanting to use this to to get to the vision. And I come in and say, nope, that's not going to help you. Because your vision is over here to the to the left and you're trying to go over there to the right. If you use that, what's going on there and help you to really create that map of what it is that you get to do that is really going to help you to create that vision that you're wanting. And when you have your vision and you have your your mission created, then it really does make for simplicity and ease and flow. It really, really, really does. So I want you to take that vision and I want you to start creating your mission from it. So how are you going to get there? What kind of things are you going to use? Like when I talk about this, I really mean this from the bottom of my heart that it doesn't have to be outlandish activities that you do to get to your vision. Like we think that the more complicated craziness that we've got going on, this convolutedness, that that's what's going to create and propagate. And it's not because that's not who you are. The simplest strategies of doing the things that you really love, that's how you're going to get there. And sometimes simplicity is something that you have to really work through with your brain that, yeah, it gets to work. It's okay for it to be simple. Simplicity can be created. It's not exactly easy to create simplicity, but it's very doable. You can create it and your brain again will push back at you saying, no, it's too simple. If it's too simple, it's not going to work. And again, you have to reel your brain back in. It's like, oh, let's work on cultivating the belief that simplicity will work for us. Let's work on cultivating whatever beliefs that you need in whatever moments that your brain comes up with all of the, the things that it wants to offer you about why this simple strategy is not going to work. I want you to, to come up with evidence for why it will. And I want you to also remind your brain that it's okay if we don't have it all figured out in this very moment. It's coming. It's coming. The answers are coming. We're going to get there. So take some time to create that as well. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you about are your principles. I love principles so much. Oh, my gosh. When I say principles, I mean core values. So you've probably heard what are the core values? What are your core values? I know that. um, What is it? Uh, Gosh. Danielle Laporte has the desire map. The desire map has a lot about like your, I forgot what she calls them, but um, I call them uh, core values. So that's what people generally look at, like what they believe and what they stand for. What is a must in their boat, right? So core values for me are the same thing as saying principles. I just like the, the term principles better. So your principles These things are so, so good because they're going to really, really help you to assess hiring the team that is going to be right for your 
business. Now, I know that a lot of times when we go to hire people, we're looking at their skills, we're looking at their experiences, because that's how we've taught to hire. But when it comes to bringing someone onto your team, the first thing you need to be assessing is what kind of principles do these people have? I'll give you an example again about my own business. My business is about simplicity. I'm not trying to have all that chaos up in here. Nope, nope, nope. So if you're someone that can't organize and can't plan, you're going to come into my business and you're going to create some chaos and I'm not going to be happy. So I'm looking for someone who believes in simplicity, who like that's just part of who they are. They really love it. They love having it in their lives. It's something that they would like to create more of or get better at or grow in or whatever the case. I'm not looking at anyone who does not understand the importance of organization and planning ahead because I know that that person, again, is going to come in and it's going to create some nonsense over here. So. You notice I didn't say anything about their skill set. Can they can they like use the the Flowdesk email system that I use? I don't know. Can they uh work a thinkific? I don't know, but the first thing I'm going to look at is who they are as a person in regards to their principle. Because the truth is is that when you think about any job that you've had, you've had to be trained on it. Now, whether or not you were great at it is a different story, but you have to be trained, right? So if that's the case, like I know that that sounds really weird to say that people can do jobs. They just need to be taught. And I understand that not everyone's going to do the job in the way that is like the total best job ever if they're not acclimated to that kind of of uh Think if that's just not their thing. Like I'm proofreading is not my thing. I could have all of the principles all day long that you need in your business, but I am I'm not interested in proofreading. <laughs> I am not interested in proofreading. If you look at myself, half of my my things that I put out are all wrong. They've got spelling errors and word errors and all kinds of things. I am not interested in proofreading. So if you put me in that position, no matter how great I am a fit in in your team. It's probably not going to work because that's not the type of work that I want to be doing. However, we're not talking about people who are not doing the right work. We're talking about people who have applied to your VA position because they want to do that type of work. And then they now also we know are the right fit because they have the right principles. So I want you to really think about that when you are are. Let's just say you you picture yourself sitting in a boardroom and you've got all of your high stakes people in there. You've got your your director of operations. You've got your director of marketing. You've got your CFO in there. You've got the sales manager and all the people in there. You want all of those people to have the same principles as you. As your business, you really do, because they're the ones that's going to go out there and represent you as the company. They're going to go and they're going to go to the other employees and they are going to judge and guide and and evaluate and and uh, motivate the people based off of what it is that your principles are of your business. So it's really very important that you create these principles and that you hire people according to those principles. Like that should be the number one thing you look at. And then the next thing is the skill set and the experience. But first, 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 first is do they actually fit in your culture? Are, do they actually 
align with what it is that you're trying to create and the principles by which you want to create them. Because if your goal is to get to 100K and this person's like, yeah, I can get you to 100K, but they're out there in low integrity and and willing to jiving and doing all the things, that's not going to do you any good. But they can get you to 100K, though, can't they? <laughs> or maybe they have you, maybe it's a strategist or a consultant that says, yeah, I can get you to 100K. But then they've got you out there with 15,000 offers with 15,000 different price points. And you're working in your business 108 hours a week. No, you want more success and more sovereignty and sanity. No, you don't want to do things their way. So they don't have the same principles as you. So here's what I want you to do. If you listen to a previous episode, you probably have heard this before, but I think it's the best thing ever. It's the best exercise ever. Okay, so listen up. So you're going to picture yourself. You are in a little dinghy. You're in a boat and you can see the island like you can see the island. You're stranded in this boat and you can see the island. You just just get to the island. I'll be okay. But you've got a boat full of principles, like a boatload of principles. And they are weighing you down and there is no way that you are going to make it to the island. You're going to have to offload a whole lot of those principles. And so you start kicking the principles out of the boat so that the boat will not continue to be weighed down. And then you're left with five. You've got the five principles in the boat that will keep your boat afloat and actually allow you to coast on over to the island. What are the five principles that you kept? So to make this easy, write down a list of things that you believe in, things that you love, things that you believe are are good about people, things that you admire about people. Um, go to, uh, what is it, Google? Google principles or core values of other companies and see what words they use. So you're going to Get your list together and then you're going to narrow it down to five. And then the most important thing that you're going to do is you're going to note why you kept these five principles in the boat. Why? You're going to give them some definition and give them some description so that you will have a stronger backing for understanding why these principles need to be in your business and why the people that you hire need to have those particular principles. And this is, again, when you talk about you being the CEO in your business, vision, culture. So these principles are all about the culture. And then, of course, the growth. You're going to use your principles to come up with and assess how you're growing, if you're growing the right way, if the people that are in your business, if they are actually good people and they're a good fit for your company? Are they uh, handling situations in the way that you are, are have a belief around? So I, I really want you to think about that. It's so very important that principles, I think, get get a little bit of a like kind of swept under the table, under the rug. It's like, yeah, we don't need those. They're not important. But they are very, very important, especially at this point in your business. You are no longer a solopreneur. You cannot continue to think that way. You have to step into your entrepreneurship, your CEO-ship, and start to really understand and use the principles, use the, the mission, and use the vision for the betterment of your company and for yourself and for your people. It's like a win-win everywhere. Okay, 
That is all that I have for you. I hope that you have had some really good aha moments. And I love, 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 love to hear about all of them. So please do tell. I can't wait to hear about them. And remember, life is happening now. Live free. Okay. I hope this episode has been super valuable for you. And if you're ready for more success and sovereignty, then I want to invite you onto the One Thing Solution Session, where we're going to look at your biggest problem around scaling your business and solve it. And if we're a good fit to continue working together, then I'll let you know what that looks like too. So just head on over to freedomsupplysociety.com forward slash the one thing. I'll see you on the call. And remember, life is happening now. Live free.